Welcome to the Thrive Live Show. I'm your host, Donnie Prasad. They call me Pastor D. And I'm excited you've decided to connect with me on this podcast where we focus on thriving in life and leadership, not just surviving, but thriving. And as always, if this blesses or helps you in any way, please do share it with a friend. Now let's get into today's episode. All right, hope you guys are having a good week. Hope it's been good. It's the beginning of September. We've been thriving since April. Wow. This is episode 19. Daryl, what's going on, man? This is episode 19. So we've been on here since I think the the beginning, sorry, the end of April. So it's been a few months and I appreciate everybody who's been on with me. I'm going to get into some stuff again tonight. It's amazing. You know, I, I met somebody over the weekend that said, hey, I've been listening to the podcast and it's it's been really helping me and blessing me. So people that I don't know who are connecting to to the stream and the live, appreciate you guys so much. Appreciate you being on here um, as we as we thrive together. All right, Fran, good to see you, Fran. We had Taste and See on Sunday night. Hopefully you, you were able to tune in uh, for those who tuned in with us. Amen. All right. Come on. We're dealing with snakes and wolves. Um, this is part two. Sita, good to see you. Good to see you. Yes, do me a favor. Hit the share button while I get my last sip. And I'll get into this tonight. Part two, snakes and wolves. All right, Thrivers, Thrive family, really, really appreciate you guys. And good to see you on. Uh, we've been talking about our circle and knowing our circle and, and managing our circle, who's in our circle, who's really with us, who's not with us, who's, uh, who's, a, a, who, who's, who's in our circle but not in our corner and all of that stuff. And we need to know and manage our circle. We've got to know who's in the circle. And, of course, Jesus was a, is a great example of, of knowing your circle. But we need a strong inner circle. We all we have we are in our circles. We're going to have snakes. We're going to have wolves, and when we're dealing with that, but we need to have a strong inner circle um, because that inner circle is so critical. Samantha Brown, she shared something. Samantha's on the stream, uh, and she shared, shared something this week that I loved, and I, I read it again. Now it was a post that she shared about Chadwick. Uh, Boseman. All right. We all, many of us know what happened last weekend um, on Sunday, uh, uh, maybe it was Saturday. Um, I can't remember. I can't remember. Or even Friday. I can't remember the exact day. But last weekend, um, Chadwick uh, Boseman passed away. He's the actor that um, made some incredible movies in the last few years and particularly Black Panther. And it shocked everybody. It shocked the world when that news came out that he passed away. A young guy just in his early 40s but samantha shared something about uh, about him i'm going to read it to you because it deals exactly with what we've been talking about when i read the post i said wow thank you samantha for sharing it it's this is what the post said it said his wife his family his friends his castmates the director howard university alumni his barber his stylist his agent his manager and so on his pastor his church chadwick's entire circle respected his private battle with colon cancer and kept it from the public. Then the post said, how strong is your circle? How loyal are, how loyal are your confidence? 
come on. When I read that, I said, wow, nobody knew that this 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 real life hero was sick. Nobody knew that he was battling cancer for four years, diagnosed in 2016. This guy had a strong circle around him, a strong circle. Dion, good to see you. Sandra, good to see you. Chadwick had an amazing circle of people around him. You know that the media is always looking for a story. The media is always trying to uncover a story and whoever's first to bring something out, they get recognition and, you know, first to share sometimes is what, you know, what they're after. But for four years, he was battling. Um, yes, man, thank you for sharing this. When I read it, I said, Wow. So I, I got to touch on this, okay? Because this is a, this just hit me. I, I loved it. This is a real life example of a uh, of a strong circle, and he was also a member of an affiliated church of TD Jakes, who also posted about him. But hey, I loved I, I loved his movies, man. We watched Black Panther with my entire family and loved it. So loved it. Watched it more than once, and we'll watch it again. Um, but what is amazing is is, is this man's circle. That no one leaked what was happening in his personal life, in his health challenges for four years. Four years. Nobody leaked what was going on. It didn't hit the media. Even when there were pictures surfacing of him not looking um, so well and and people were saying all kinds of things. And I I didn't follow that so closely. But nobody leaked. He had a strong circle. Here's Here's what it is. Everybody in his circle considered it. Um, a privilege to be in his circle and to be in his corner. We need people like that in our circle. People who consider it, consider it a privilege. Sarah, good to see you from Trinidad. Come on, come on in, guys. Come on in. Share the stream with me. Everyone in his circle considered it a privilege to be in his circle. We've got to have people in our inner circle, our, 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 our ride or dies with us, who consider it a privilege to do life with us, consider it a privilege to, 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 to do things, uh, to, to c- come alongside of us. He had that circle. But watch this. I want to say to you that this man, <clears throat> he was not just surviving. He was thriving. I'm going to say that again. He was not just surviving, but thriving. You might say, whoa, Pastor D, how can you say that? Because he lost his battle to cancer. He didn't lose. Why? Why do I say he didn't lose? Because for four years, he was diagnosed with cancer. His body had cancer, but the cancer did not affect his mindset. The cancer did not affect his mind. He produced amazing films in those four years. He kept um, going for more in those four years. The, the, he was dealing with surgery after surgery, but yet still he refused to quit. He understood that there were things inside of him that needed to get out, and he was going to do his best with the, every bit of strength and energy he had up to the very end. That's why I say he wasn't just surviving. He was thriving in the midst of cancer. Uh, he was thriving. He produced in spite of cancer. He was determined to be a blessing. He did not give voice to sickness. You did not hear him. No one said he didn't put up his hand and say, I'm dealing with colon cancer. He did not give voice to pain. He did not give voice to sorrow. He did not give voice to discouragement. He gave his voice to courage. He gave his voice to hope. He gave his voice to change. He understood that he was given a platform 
And he was going to use his voice to make a difference, not just in the here and now, but for generations to come. And I believe many young people will look at him rightfully as, as, as a hero. He was a superhero on screen. But in, in real life, this man's story just uh, is amazing, amazing. Tanya, good to see you. All right. He used his voice even when they ridiculed him. He, he used his voice to make a difference, never once complaining about anything in public. Uh, it, it's a tremendous example of how we ought to be. Most of us, man, you get a little, you get a little cold and, and, you know, you want to let everybody know that you under the weather. This brother was dealing with colon cancer and no one, not even him, no one in his circle Yes, Sister Janet, good to see you. He fulfilled his purpose in pain and he ran his race well. So that's why I'm saying he's not just a he wasn't just surviving in the last four years of his life. This man was still thriving and he and he's left an impact. But his circle covered. I want to talk to you for a moment. and I'm going to get into the sheep, the, the, the snakes and wolves. But I got to tell you about a story in Genesis chapter 9. It's important. In Genesis chapter 9, Noah plants a vineyard. And then later we read that Noah is, is, is taking in this wine from the vineyard and Noah gets drunk. Noah is drunk. Noah is passed out. Noah is lying in his tent. And the Bible said that Noah was uncovered, meaning that he was in his tent, that he was passed out. I, that might surprise some people. Didn't, maybe you didn't know that that's in the story of Noah. None of us are perfect, all right? This is actually the first time in the Bible that wine is mentioned, and it's mentioned in a context where somebody is drunk. Now, Noah is there, and his son Ham sees his father Noah. Ham sees Noah uncovered in the tent. What does Ham do? This is so important. Ham now goes and tells his brother Shem and Jeff and said, look, man, look, you cannot believe what's going on with, with, with our father. Brings them and, and to show them th their father. But the Bible says that Shem and Japheth did not look on their father. They did not look at the nakedness of their father. They came into the tent where he was with, with, a, with some kind of cloth backwards, walking backwards, and covered their father. They covered their father. In those days, looking at the looking at, at, at the nakedness of your father was a shameful thing. It's something you did not do. It was a disrespectful thing. When Noah gets up, later on, Noah finds out what Ham did, and he cursed the descendants of Ham, Canaan and the descendants of Ham. Watch this. Here's the issue. Here's what happened. Ham did not respect his father. Rather than covering him, he exposed his father's condition. I'm going to say that again. Ham did not cover his father. He exposed his father's condition. We need people in our inner circle that will cover us. Come on. Cover us. People were in Chadwick's inner circle and they covered him. They did not expose his condition. 
They did not expose what was happening to him. You and I need people in our circle because we are not perfect. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to have issues. We don't need people that's going to talk about us and expose what's going on. You know what happened with Pastor D five years ago? You know what's going on now? You need people in your circle that will cover you. People that will cover you, not gossip about you, not talk about you, not expose what's happening for everybody to see. Ham did not respect his father in that way. Ham, the Bible says he he looked at the, he did not cover his father, but he exposed, he got his brothers to come and see it and he was cursed. Here's the thing. We need to cover. We need to be that way. We need to be a covering for people in our own circle. You've got to cover them with prayer. You've got to cover people with love. You've got to cover them and help them, lift them up, support them. That's why you are in the inner circle. It is not to expose. Sometimes, you know, you know what's going on with so-and-so. Marla, good to see you on here. We have got to cover people. We need people in your circle that will cover you. Come on, somebody. God, I thank you. Lord, I'm thanking for, for covering. Yes, the Spirit of God will cover us. God will cover us. But we need people alongside of us that will stand up for us, that will cover us, that will be there for us. All right? And not just expose the condition. Pray for it in private. Don't tell every person left and right. All right. It's critical that you have the right people in your circle. All right. And he had some good people in his circle. Did he have to deal with snakes and wolves? Yeah, I believe he did. I believe he was able to manage that. I can't give you facts and specifics, but we all got to deal with people in our circle that are not really. um, Yes, Steve, uh, Deacon Steve. All right. Good job. I saw you the other night. I saw a clip, a glimpse. But we're dealing with snakes and we're dealing with wolves. And it's important that we understand our circle and we got the right people in our circle. So last week we talked about snakes. Yes, I see that comment about cutting people off in your circle. Yes, man, we talked about that. Limiting the access. Limiting the access of certain people in your circle. Watch this. Snakes and... Snakes. Yes, I like that, Samantha. Lord, help me build a circle that will cover me. There you go. Yes, I'm praying that for everybody tonight, that God will give you a circle, people around you that will cover you, not expose you, but cover you, lift you up to where you need to be. Snakes and wolves. Let me let me recap some things on snakes real quick. All right. We talked about Absalom that he was a snake. Uh, He snaked his father, David. When people came to complain, he intercepted and he tried to steal the heart of the people. The Bible said he stole the hearts of the people. Snakes are sit and wait predators. I want to press on this for a moment. I want to push on this a little bit more to show you how practical this is. Snakes will sit there. Snakes will wait and observe. And then all of a sudden they're going to make their move. They're deceptive. And they sit and wait predators and they will try like like Absalom did to steal the heart of people. What does that really mean for us? Well, there are people who will try to steal the relationships that you have, try to steal the friendships that you have. What do I mean? They're going to try to sabotage. They're going to drop some things and say, hey, did you know that Danny was this way? Did you know that Danny did this to me? And all they're trying to do is disrupt and interrupt the relationships you have. They're trying to steal the hearts of the people away from you. They are, this, is, this is what will happen. 
If you've got a business, you've got to look out for snakes because snakes will try to steal your customers. Get close to you and steal your customers. This, this is real. Snakes will steal your ideas. I want us to get this because snakes are deceptive. They're sit and wait predators. All right. Snakes will steal your ideas. Every idea that that God deposits in you. All right. It is a seed for the harvest in your future. These ideas are things that you've got to work to produce a harvest for your future. But you've got to be careful what you who you share this with. Joseph was not careful and he was sharing the ideas and he was sharing the dreams and he was sharing what he's seeing with everybody. You've got to be careful. You've got to be careful. Snakes will try to steal your ideas. They're sit and wait predators. Yes, relationship spoilers. I like that, Steve. That's good. I like that. Snakes will steal your promotion. Come on. I want us to see this because it shows up every day. I've seen this. All right. Some snakes will, and when I'm talking about people who are snake-like, okay, people who act like snakes, they will repackage things and they will present things in such a way that they get the credit. It's your work. You did it. You positioned, you did whatever it was, but somebody else will show up and, 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 and position this thing as if they did it. All right. I was in a situation where I did something and, it, you know, it was a good thing, led the team, and then we had... A bit of a reception and all of a sudden some folks who were senior to me they kind of stepped in and like it felt like they were jumping ahead and they were in you know and I was kind of getting pushed to the side I'm like hold on a second you didn't do anything <laughs> you know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying this we got so there are some people who are, are, are managing people like bosses and so forth All right. And they would take the credit. So you've got to be careful. You've got to be wise when dealing with a snake. I'm, I'm, I'm going to share. I'll be really transparent for a moment. Yes, you need people who will pray for your faults, not just talk about them, not gossip about them, not share. You got to cover, cover in prayer. But let me be transparent for a moment because I, I, I just want to help somebody tonight. But Benji, good to see you, man. Good to see you. Came through for us last year at Taste and See. I want to be transparent. I used to think, used to think that whatever God has for me is just, it is going to happen. If whatever God's plans are for my life, for my family, ministry, whatever it is, come on. Toronto Raptors defeat Boston Celtics with last minute buzzer. Come on, somebody give him glory right there. I missed the buzzer shot. I thank you for being out with me. So our Raptors are... are Yo, you know what I'm saying? We still the North. All right, we in it. We in it. Now, well, let me get back on. Let me get back on track. I, I'm saying I'm being transparent. I used to think that everything that God has is going to just happen. You know, all these decisions are going to happen. But you've, we've got to understand it doesn't just work like that. The Bible says, "Be diligent to make your calling and election sure." You have got a part to play in what God wants to do in your life. We've got to make right decisions. We've got to be wise. We've got to be very careful who we allow to access our ear. Yes, come on. Lord, open our eyes so that we can see the snakes. You've got to be careful who you give access to in your ear. 
Eve gave this, the, the, the devil, the serpent, access to her ear. That is who you are listening to. You've got to be careful who you allow to access your hands. What do I mean? Who are you doing things for? Are you spending your time in the right way? Are you doing things that, that you, know, you really should be doing? You've got to be careful who you allow to access your heart. All of this is important. Things, every, yes, what God has for you is going to come to pass, but we've got to make right decisions. That's why it is so critical. And that's why it is so important that we learn to manage our circle. We've got to manage our circle and have the right people around us in our circle to help us um, to deal with, to, 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 to get where we need to be. And of course, we do the same for other people, all right? Snakes and wolves. So these are the sit and wait predators. These are snakes are always using their tongues, like I said last week, flicking their tongues to, to you know really track their prey. So don't be carried away. Um, don't be carried away by the nice words of people. Snakes camouflage. All right, we talked about this. So I'm, I'm just pressing for a moment on this. Snakes will camouflage in the environment, meaning they can fit in really well. And people who take this on are people that they do not show you their true colors. They never, a snake, a person who has that characteristic, will never show you their true colors. They will never show you their true motives. You will not see their true intentions right away. They're going to hide their true feelings. But at the right time, that snake will bite and that snake is going to inflict poison. That snake is going to inflict poison. All right, so we've got to be on the lookout for the snakes in our circle. Snakes, and I said this last week, snakes are going to be exposed. God will expose snakes. God will help bring people in your life that will cause you to see the snakes. And, and, and when there's confrontation and these things happen, recognize it is, it, it is done so that there is exposure. All right, come on. Yes, truth. There it is. All right. But listen, and I said, let me, let me recap. And then I, I, there's something I need to get to. So the, the snakes, we got to limit their access. We've got to limit their autonomy. Which don't let them make decisions. Don't give them too much control. Don't give them any control, as a matter of fact. But don't let snakes limit your actions. This is where we left it off last week. And I pressed on a few things intentionally. But I cannot go to wolves without addressing one more thing when it when it comes to snakes as i was preparing god just kind of directed me to this so i've got to just stay with where he's going with me because i believe that uh, many of us need to hear this right now yes Efrana, we make that mistake thinking it's just going to happen i just read your comment but god uh, we partner with God and we've got to make right decisions. So we've always got to be in line with God. So the things we choose, because remember this, let me say this to Fran and everybody else. Multiple decisions are at play every single day. And there are people who are taking decisions against you. People who will take decisions that are not meant to be in your favor. That's why you've got to be so right in line with God, because every day there are decisions being taken by many people. So we've got to be right. But here's what I need to, to talk about tonight for you for a little bit. And then we'll try to get to the wolves. I got We're going to go deep on the wolves. But watch this. Snakes, the most deadly thing about a snake is its venom. I don't have to tell you that. You know that a snake's venom is what makes a snake really a snake. It's what makes a snake deadly. 
It's the venom of a snake, and I'm, I have to talk about the snake's venom before we move off of snakes. Whenever a snake, all right, bites, decides to attack, all right, and that snake locks its fangs on its prey, that snake will release venom out of its fangs uh, into the prey that they, they have bitten. And what does, this, what does the venom do? The venom does is, well, the venom is poison, right? The venom is poison, but the venom is designed to shut down the nervous system. That means the brain is not sending signals to the body anymore. What it really means is that prey or that person even becomes paralyzed. A snake's venom is deadly. It, it can lead to paralysis. So the snake's venom is attacking the nervous system. All right. A snake's venom, come on, listen, we're dealing with snakes. Share the stream if you haven't already. A snake's venom is targeting our circulatory system, our nervous system, but our circulatory system. That means the blood flow in our body. The snake's venom is so poisonous. Right, that it, it can cause blood vessels to burst, and then the, the the blood is not circulating, and it will shut you down. So it's targeting that the the the, the, the nervous system, the circulatory system, and also the muscular system. Every part of your body to do something involves some kind of muscle. Your muscles are, are fundamental to all the functions of our body. Body. <laughs> All right, your mobility, being able to move, being able to jump, being able to run, it's all tied to your muscles. Come on. Some of us go for walks in the morning. Hey, I got to get back on that. Right? It's tied to it's tied to your muscles, your circulation, your digestion, just taking in food, your vision. I'm going to come back to that. Your vision is related to your muscular system. The denim, the venom, I said denim. <laughs> All right, is the most deadly thing about a snake. I want to talk to you about dealing. We talked last week about limiting the access and, 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 and the autonomy. But what do you do when you have been bitten by a snake? How do you deal with the venom? This is what I need. This is where God wants me to focus tonight. How do you deal with the venom that comes from rejection? that comes from betrayal, that comes from disloyalty? How do you deal when you, with the situation where you have been bitten? Somebody real close to you, somebody who you're allowed to get close to you, somebody who you didn't see in this way, bit you, all right, and took a good chunk and released them. How do you deal with the poison? Because we've got to understand how to deal with the poison, not just prevent this thing, but if it has happened, how do we deal with it? You see, I believe many of us, watch this, if you are still angry about it, if it still hurts you, if you're still constantly thinking about it, if you are still processing it, that's a good indication that there's a trace of venom in your system. Hey, Kenneth, good to see you. That is a good indication that you have still got traces of venom in your system. If when you wake up in the morning you, and, and you go through your day, your mind is going back to a situation where somebody really, really took a bite out of you, where somebody deceived you, somebody hurt you so bad, there is venom still inside of you. And we've got to deal with the venom of the snake's bite. 
All right. What is the venom? The venom that is inside of us when these kinds of things happen, that venom is called unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is the venom and this bitterness. It will poison your life. Unforgiveness will poison you. It will it will poison your heart. All of us have been in situations where somebody has betrayed us. Somebody has hurt us close to you, family members. It, it could be anybody. Right. And we still deal with this venom. It is still inside of us. So I can't move on to wolves until we address the venom. And I, I, I got to follow God here. Unforgiveness is going to bitter your spirit. You know it. You know it. You know it. We live it. We experience it. It is going to bitter our spirit. Unforgiveness will change our outlook. It, it, will, it is going to affect every part of our being. Everything. Have you ever just been just doing your work? You got your, whether it's your opposite and you're doing your work, doing what you're supposed to be doing. And all of a sudden, your mind just starts to wander and your mind goes back to a situation where somebody hurts you and you're replaying it in your mind. That is venom. And you've got to get the venom out. We've got to get the venom out. It's going to impact every single thing that we do. Let me go through this. Listen, people who are hurt hurt other people. So you can't be a a strong inner circle person. If you're dealing with some hurts and things, you've got to, you know, we've got to get strong. Unforgiveness will shut down your nervous system. That's what venom does. Shut down the nervous system. What does that mean? It leaves you paralyzed. Unforgiveness is going to paralyze you. You cannot push. You cannot push into the future because you're being held back by the past. The pains of the past are holding you. The pains of the past got a grip on you. The things that, that where you have been bitten. Uh, where you have experienced this, it's holding you and you are paralyzed. You're not going anywhere because unforgiveness is still inside. The venom is still inside of you. You've got to get the venom out. The un- the, this unforgiveness will shut down your circulatory system. It is going to cause you're not going to be able to flow and, and the way you're supposed to flow. There's supposed to be a flow inside of you that's healthy where blood circulates. Your system is not going to function. Unforgiveness is going to shut down your muscular system. Remember, I said everything that we do comes back to our muscles. All right, every your your your, your movements, your 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 circulation, but your vision is also affected by your circulation. Unforgiveness will cause you to see things through a lens of bitterness. We are seeing bitterness. When we meet new people, we are still bitter because of what, how somebody else betrayed us. And of course, we're not going to allow ourselves to get too close to that person. And you might be missing out. We, we process things. You see, unforgiveness is poison. That will poison our thoughts, our emotions, and it is going to prevent us from doing what God wants us to do. We've got to deal with the snakes. We've got to prevent things from happening. The best we can, but we've got to learn to deal with things when they happen. All right. It is so deadly. Unforgiveness will affect you physically and it will affect you spiritually. The scientists and all these uh, and, 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 and medically inclined folks will tell us that unforgiveness um, it can affect our health. It can you know, create stress and other scenarios that's, that's not healthy for our body. But I want to let you know that unforgiveness is not healthy for your spirit. 
It is so deadly. It is a deadly poison. It is going to pollute your heart, your mind, your thoughts. It is going to disturb such emotions inside of you that should not be there. Feelings of hate, feelings of revenge, feelings of, of you know, and you're missing what God wants because this venom is on the inside. Come on. Unforgiveness will affect your prayer life. You can't even talk to God. You can't even talk to God. Come on. The word of God says in Mark eleven twenty five: when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your father in heaven may forgive your sins. It's going to affect your ability to pray. Don't fool yourself. If you're dealing with the traces of this venom called unforgiveness inside of you, we have got to get the venom out because it is going to hurt us. It is going to hinder us, right? It's easy for little things. But let me tell you, forgiveness is necessary and forgiveness is going to cost you. All right. It might cost you your pride. Somebody's going to tell you, you're so crazy to forgive him. After what he did, you're going to forgive him and you're going to try to reconcile you crazy. If God puts it on you, you better do it. Yes, you've got to forgive. But the, the next part is, is, is you've got to trust God. Forgiveness might cost you your reputation when you choose to forgive. Yes, yes, her friend. It affects your mind, body, and spirit. Your total, total person. All right. Forgiveness will cost you a sense of entitlement. When you forgive somebody, you, you, you lose this. Oh, I'm entitled, you know, because they, they did this. They, I'm entitled to get something back and, 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 and whatever. We have got to forgive. Forgiveness is going to cost us. Forgiveness cost the father, his only begotten son. He sent his son to die on a cross so that you and I can be forgiven. Forgiveness is going to cost us. God, I thank you tonight. This is where God is just dealing with us. I'm, I'm not going to be able to get to the wolves. We're going to deal with the wolves next week. But I've got to deal with what God has put on me tonight. And it's venom. The people of God, are, are we've got traces of venom on the inside and it is, it is affecting us. It is affecting how we manage our circle because some people who are supposed to be closer to you, you're a little concerned because you got hit, you got hurt, you got bit and you've got walls. And these are the people that God's assigned to help you. Here's what the Bible says in Ephesians 4.32. It says, get 4.31, get rid of all bitterness rage, anger, and so forth. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you. If you've been forgiven, why are you withholding forgiveness from somebody else? We have got to get rid of the poison. We've got to get rid of this poison called unforgiveness. Unforgiveness, Forgiveness now is going to cleanse you from internal poison. The venom will leave your system. Forgiveness is going to free you from emotional prison. Here's the issue. The other person who bit you, they're living their life. They don't, they're not thinking about you. <laughs> they're not worried about what's happening with you. They've moved on. We have got to forgive so that we can be released from an emotional prison. We've got to release the toxins through simply forgiving and asking God, Lord, give me the strength to forgive this person that hurt me, 
that hurt my family, that acted like a snake, that deceived me, that stole money from me. Snakes will take, <laughs> snakes will take money from people. We have got to ask God, listen, it's going to cleanse you, cleanse this poison, free you from prison, but it's going to release you from tormenting pain. All right? It's not even about the other person. It is about your sanity. It is about your inner peace. It is about your joy. Your, it is about your life. We have, it, is, it is about your circle. You have got and I have got to forgive people. It's, it, I know it hurts. I've been there. I've been there. Listen, it, it, <laughs> when people hurt you so bad, you just... Ah. You, you, you know what I mean. I, you, I don't have to explain it. You know, you've been, if you've lived any amount of time, you know what it is to be hurt. We've all been hurt. Listen, but we thank God. We're not going to operate from a place of bitterness and brokenness. That's how we're going to view everything. If we're, Unforgiveness will cause us to see everything from a place of bitterness and brokenness. But God, God, that's not how God wants us to move. You've got to own your forgiveness before unforgiveness owns you. That means you take a hold of this thing and you forgive. You've got to own your forgiveness before unforgiveness poisons you. Lord, I see that holding on to something for five years, but I'm praying release tonight. You know, I, 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 I was, I came on the stream tonight, and I know you wanted to hear me talk about wolves, and that's what I said we were going to do, but I really felt that I couldn't go there tonight. Lord, I thank you because God wants us to release. God wants to release some venom. He wants there's some venom that He wants to remove, remove from us. Lord, in Jesus' name, some of us have been hurt really badly. And, and it's, it's hurt you. It's affected you. It's affected the way you think. It's affected so many things about you. But I believe in I'm praying tonight that God is going to release that. He's going to release and he's going to, he's going to remove the venom. Only God can truly help take certain things out of us that are in there. And that's my assignment tonight, just to talk about the bite of the snake. But I want to let you know that there is grace. There is grace that you need to forgive. Father, tonight, God, we pray that you will touch people here tonight. Lord, I'm praying tonight, God, you didn't, really, you didn't, you didn't allow me to go to the wolves tonight. We'll deal with that next week. But Lord, you wanted me to focus on the venom because this venom is a, is a strategy. That the enemy uses to stir up these feelings of unforgiveness in us to keep us in a prison. But Father, in Jesus' name tonight, I'm praying for every person on here. Lord, you see the struggle. You see the hurt. You see the things, God, that have gripped us from, from so long ago or even recently. But Father God, I pray right now in Jesus' name for a release. Somebody, if you, if you need that tonight, just agree with me. Father, I pray for a release tonight that you will just release your grace upon the minds and the hearts of your people tonight and God this 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 unforgiveness this bitterness that has taken root that is not of like is not uh, is not like you God we uproot it now in Jesus name your word says get rid of it Lord and we pull it out tonight in Jesus name we are praying God for freedom oh God freedom in our emotions we're praying God for that you are going to release people from emotional prison of unforgiveness tonight Lord 
Lord God, that this poison will be removed in the name of Jesus. Father, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Father God, you see these relationship issues. You see these marital issues. Father, in Jesus' name, I'm praying that the poison will be removed tonight in the name of Jesus. God, you see these family issues, family issues that have hurt us. God, in Jesus' name, Lord, I pray, God, that you remove the venom. Help us to heal. Help the wounds to heal, God. The bite of the snake is is, is terrible. But God, in Jesus' name, tonight we are being set free tonight in Jesus' name. Let the poison be removed now in the name of Jesus. Father God, I thank you. We release it tonight. We are praying, God, that that this venom is going to be taken out in the name of Jesus tonight. Oh, God, I bless you. I see you coming in agreement tonight. Father God, I thank you. Lord, in Jesus' name tonight, let it be so. Let it be so. Lord, we thank you because you always... Make a way of escape for us. You are our savior and you are our deliverer. And God wants to deliver you from this poison tonight. God brought Joseph a far way. Joseph had such a reason to have hatred in his heart for his brothers. But Joseph forgave them. Joseph forgave them. We have got to forgive. Holy Spirit, do your work right now. In the name of Jesus tonight. In the name of Jesus tonight. Oh, Patrice, I love what you just said. The hurt may not be our fault, but the healing is our responsibility. Yes. Let me say it this way. And I I meant to say this. We cannot control what people do. But of course, we can only control how we respond. So that's where the healing is on our part. We have got to choose to forgive, choose to let go, and choose to let God. Lord, I thank you for Sister Yafrana tonight. God, I'm praying for you, Sister Yafrana, tonight in Jesus' name. I pray that God will touch you tonight, right now. In the name of Jesus, God, I release another level of your grace over her tonight. In the name of Jesus... Hey, Lord, I thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, I feel the Spirit of God on me right now. Father, I thank you. I thank you. Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name tonight. Amen. 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 Come on. Come on, somebody. Yes, those deep hurts. Lord, did somebody say I'm free? The Sandy, good to see you. It's good to see so many guys with me. I promise you, next week, I'm going to deal with the wolves. Next week, I'm going to deal with the wolves. I said to my son, I said, look, he was asking me what I'm dealing with tonight. I said, well, I'm not sure I'm going to get to the wolves. He said, Dad, how are you not going to get the wolves? You've been talking about snakes and wolves. You're not going to get to the wolves tonight? Listen, sometimes, not sometimes, every t- you've got to, you and I have just got to obey God. I know I was was supposed to talk about wolves tonight, but God wanted me to talk about venom. Next week, we'll deal with the wolves. We're getting over these snakes. We're getting, we're going to limit snakes from, from the, we're going to limit the bite of the snake from in the future, but we've got to deal with the venom of the past in Jesus name. Avalan, good to see you on here. Amen. 
Yes. God, thank you for the spirit of forgiveness. Amen, everybody. Thank you. Sorry for being late. Good to have you guys on with me. And we will see you again next week. Amen. And thank you for those who tuned in to Taste and See, our amazing program we had on Sunday night at the church. And check us out on Sunday morning. It's our back to school uh, service. We're going to be praying for all of our students. Um, anyone who's connected, if you have a student that you want us to pray for, matter of fact, just hit me in the inbox. We will pray. We're going to be praying for students. This is an unusual year, um, unusual challenges that our students are faced with and our teachers. So we'll be praying for students and teachers. Sita, I'm praying for you. God bless you. And of course, Sunday, we're also giving away a scholarship um, to, uh, through our scholarship program at the church. So we thank God for that. Amen. Well, everybody, I am signing off. God bless you. Thank you for being we, being with me. Amen. Samantha, you are also obedient by just sharing that, uh, that post. All right. God bless you guys. And we'll see you next week.